VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Mystery to Me podcast. I'm Anya Kane. And I'm Kevin Greenlee. And we love movies and television shows with a whiff of mystery. Mystery to Me will feature us riffing on murder mysteries, film noir, cozy detective stories, police procedurals, psychological thrillers, legal dramas, tales of teen sleuths, and more. Once we're done yucking it up about whatever we've just seen, we'll serve up our five-star final takes on whether it's worth your time. If you're offended by silliness, profanity, political asides, canine-related interruptions, and losers laughing at their own bad jokes, beware. Also note that some of the stories we'll be talking about are pretty dark, and in some cases exceptionally badly written. So content warning for murder, violence, suicide, torture, rape, racism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, and bigotry. If there's a movie or show you'd like for us to talk about, email us at mysterytomepodcast at gmail.com. Our show's take on genre is pretty loosey-goosey, so as long as your suggestion has some dash of mystery, we're interested in hearing about it. Spoiler alert, we're going to be discussing the entirety of this show or movie, spoilers and all. So if you want to be surprised, press pause, go watch the thing, then join us for the show. Now that you've heard our spiel, go ahead and polish off those magnifying glasses and slip into your favorite trench coat. Let's get mysterious. What did we watch? We just watched Night Court. The episode was Murder. And I don't know when it came out. <laughs> I have a new phone this week, folks, and uh, th- things are uh, things are a little dicey right now. You know how to use Google, though. Yeah, but it's like this new operating system, and I'm, I'm just like trying to make things work, and it's just not working out for me. Night Court Murder. The episode came out in 1987, and it proved to be the 12th episode of season four. Yes. Uh, I've shown you a few episodes of Night Court in the last few days, but this has been your first exposure to Night Court. Night Court. So just generally speaking, I I guess, what's the premise? It's this quirky young judge who gets assigned 
in the Night Court in New York City. Hence the name of the program. Night Court. And he has in a quirky cast of characters have to work the Night Court and go through all the weirdos who come in. They get arrested at night and then they come in and they get processed and then they send them off to their doom. Night Court. <laughs> and it's the uh, the kind of rapey, sex-obsessed prosecutor. I was going to ask you, what do you... Is a young woman not good <laughs> of the twentieth, twenty first century. What do you make of the character of Dan Fielding? I think the character is aged very poorly. As a as a general thought, I would say that people I, out there they might even know. T- tell us about Dan. So Dan is the prosecutor. He's very sleazy. He just wants to have sex with women constantly, and that's it. To the point where people are concerned in this episode, that he's so horny that he's going to just sexually assault someone in the court cafeteria to the point that all the women run away from him at one point, and then all the men run away from him. So he's he's a known predator, and he's the prosecutor. Um, I would say that I think the actor playing him is very funny and has good comic timing, so he definitely still has his funny moments in this, but it's... That trait is so cranked up to 11 that I think that portion is aged somewhat poorly. So it, it's still, he's still funny. He still has his moments. It doesn't ruin the show for me, but definitely kind of is like, oof, that's not going to age well. And, and what's interesting is that the show Night Court is getting uh, rebooted or brought back. And I think the only person from the original cast who is returning is John Lorquette, who of course yeah. plays Dan Feeling. So how do you do the character of Dan Fielding in 2022? You don't. Didn't you tell me that they're going to have him be the pro, like a, a defense attorney? I, I believe so, yeah. So they're going to just probably have him do something somewhat different. And, you know, I, again, as I said, that actor is charming. And it's a, it's a, he has his funny moments throughout this. He has a very over-the-top reaction to stuff and is, like, always freaking out. So that's always fun. But you and I both are kind of like laughing at it, but then we're like, when when there's other scenes and it's just like, you know. Yeah, we laugh and then we find ourselves wiping away a tear. <laughs> it makes you think, <laughs> you know. So I think I think you know he'll probably just do something different and it'll still be fun. But uh, that that it's like the defining element of the character. Why bring the character back? If it's not... I thought you said they were making him be a defense attorney. Who's I thought he was going to be a different character. The character of Dan Feeling will be a defense attorney. Oh, I didn't understand that element. Well, hopefully they'll tone down the rapey vibe. Maybe, you know, as as men get older, maybe they lose interest somewhat. I don't know. I'm an old man. You're an elderly wizened figure with your giant white beard. Your mystical robes with stars on them. <laughs> I've certainly aged a lot since I met you. Yeah. <laughs> nose hair you could braid (laughs) so yeah i I don't know how you do this character you gotta tone down the rapey vibe that's just not gonna fly in 2022 it's just not and it's just kind of that that portion of it isn't really as funny as some of the other portions of it public defender one christine sullivan played by the marquee post best known for her role in the fall guy Played by the Marquis. You got so excited to talk about her that you're stumbling over your words. So tell us about that slurring. Character. Tell us about that character. Why don't you tell us about that character? Either the prosecutor. Why don't you do the defense attorney? Uh, she is uh, kind of an uptight, uh, 
lady. How does she come across as uptight? She just seems like a normal lady. I think anybody seems uptight next to the prosecutor. <laughs> the prosecutor's like, let's have sex on the judge's desk. And like everybody else is like, no. So everybody else is therefore more uptight. Yeah, he he really... uh, He's not a very realistic character, you know, in terms of people behaving that way in the workplace to that extent. She feels a little bit more like well-rounded. She's just kind of, you know, she's trying to do her job. She's doing it properly. You were you were acting. Oh, she's so prim and proper. She's so. It's just because she doesn't want to have sex with him. God, Kevin. She's a prim and proper character. She's a professional. Did you ever watch The Fall Guy? I never watched The Fall Guy. Wow. <laughs> I don't. I I know you've talked about it. I don't know if I've committed any elements of it to memory at this time. Well, to be honest, I never watched it either. I was aware of it. <laughs> So why do you talk about it so much? Because I feel like you've talked about it at me before. Uh, Lee Majors is, I think he's a stuntman who also gets involved in fighting crime or something. Okay. And there's a a very memorable theme song. Do you want to sing it for us? Uh, I don't know if, do we see if it's on YouTube? Sure. When my, uh, my one of my ancestors was in the paper once, and the caption was that they were the fall guy because they were getting they were a boxer and they got punched and they fell down. I think this is before they really codified what fall guy came to like mean later, but that's what I associate it with. And this is not the same ancestor who was arrested for being annoying. Oh God! Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die. It's endless. Jesus, should I stop it? I, you, you tell me. What for do you want to accomplish? For some reason, there was an era of television where, like, the theme song was like thirty minutes long. It just goes on. What well, he's on. talking about? How he's sad to work with famous actresses and then they leave him. It's like, dude, it's it's a job. It doesn't seem like a pro- professional. So you decry the professionalism of TV's The Fall Guy? I do. And you <laughs> for bringing up a show that you know nothing about, but like have a weird fascination with. Well, he was like some kind of a stuntman and it was Lee Majors. And you think, well, everybody loved the $6 million man. He was so charismatic in that. So why didn't you watch this? Could you imagine making it through that theme song and Kevin, still wanting to watch a show? You know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say that I think that theme song, whenever you zone out and you're looking off at the distance, I feel like that theme song is just playing endlessly on loop in your head. <laughs> there's it's nothing else it. There's nothing else going on up there. It's just, it's just the Fall Guy theme song. So do you have any TV theme songs that haunt you? Whenever I, whenever I was in a car going through New Jersey, I'd always, you know, picture myself driving to the Sopranos theme song. <laughs> 
Uh, recently, you've been a little haunted by the MASH theme song. I've been haunted by the MASH theme song. It's kind of one of those like annoying songs that like kind of grow on you over time. <laughs> it kind of sounds like how like the vibe of the show though. It's like kind of like this kind of stupid childish song, but like it's kind of like mocking their negative situation. So yeah, I dig it. Yeah, there was there was. You know, I had the Atari video game system. Yeah. And there was a MASH game cartridge for children the to play. What are you going to do? Shoot people in war? Uh, you were supposed to. You're like a little helicopter that's being fired on. <laughs> Shit. And you're supposed to go and pick up very badly animated wounded people. You only fit a couple uh, on your helicopter at a time. So you pick them up and then drop them off. And then every once in a while, suddenly you're a doctor doing an operation, having to remove shrapnel uh, before the time limit goes up. And if you accidentally touch the shrapnel to the patient's body, the patient dies and someone calls you fairy face. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like med school. (laughs) Good Lord. Yeah, my generation had to play these Atari games at home. You didn't have to. You could go play outside, get some friends. I had no choice. <laughs> Man. Did, so you didn't even have any Atari games. No. What did you do? So you, you just made friends? I just, well, no. I read books and uh, we had, like, The Legend of Zelda game was kind of big. And I remember I we didn't, I when I was little, we didn't have video games in my household. We got them later. So when my younger siblings, they would be, this was a problem for me because I'm very, very competitive and... I didn't grow up playing video games, but my younger siblings did, and then they kicked my ass at video games. We'd be playing Mario Kart, I'd be screaming, and they'd just be zooming past me. It was embarrassing. In fairness, even if you weren't playing Mario Kart, there's an excellent chance you'd be screaming. Yeah, that's just the usual state. <laughs> that, that's just a Tuesday for you. You're always complaining about oh, something. And oh, and you're so different. You're so stoic. Kato the fucking younger over here. You know what? I'm Marky Post to your Dan Fielding. <laughs> the bar. Are, am I, I'm obsessed with sex and don't respect other people's sexual boundaries. No, in terms of like <laughs> anger and yelling and screaming. Jesus Christ. You're, you're like the Dan Fielding. No. No, and there is one character that you literally are in this show. So tell us about that character. You're literally the judge. The judge is named Harry Stone. Insert joke about Harry Stone being Ben Stone from Law and Order's a nerdy little brother, but that wouldn't really make any sense because I don't, I don't, I don't think Ben Stone was raised in a fun household. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy is like this nerdy, like legal type, magic enthusiast who's obsessed with old time singers. And has a sunny outlook in life. And I was just like, I was just astounded by how much this character reminded me of you. He's this little cute nerd. I'm like, that's my husband. You're married to Harry Stone. Basically, I feel like I am. I mean, you you see that. Did, uh, Did anyone ever point that out to you other than me? But you recognize that. I'm not going to argue with no, you. No, you're not going to argue. I just felt that was a very oddly specific set of set of things going into that guy's personality that also are reflected in you. 
he 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 gets really persnickety when people do things to like he's very he's very particular about like the music like he's just he but he, but he's kind of a, a happy go lucky attitude but if you cross him you might get pretty mad so he, you know he he just it, very compassionate very caring Kevin esque yeah I th- I think it's a nice character and I think I I you remind me of it and I just I'm like that's kind of spooky the previous character that we said you were alike was a, a was it Diedrix from Barney Miller. And I said, that's how you are in groups. You're the quiet snarky guy in groups. But when you're alone or when you're like, you know, leading the show, you're, you're more like Harry in night court. You're bemused. You're bemused by all the weird people around you, but you're not like yelling at them. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And oddly enough, the guy that created uh, Night Court was uh, one of the main writers for a while on Barney Miller. Yeah, that makes sense. They have a sort of similar vibe of like, isn't New York City weird? And like, you know, just a, a couple of snarky people all working together who like each other and are just trying to their best. This one, Night Court's a lot more like over the top, obviously silly than Barney Miller, I think. Barney Miller seems a bit more down-to-earth, but they kind of have a similar DNA. You, of course, are a proud native New Yorker. Does yeah. This, does this reflect your experience of the city? Yes. I mean, you lived with me in New York. You lived with me in Brooklyn. Don't you think, like, a grittier, much more depressing version of this is probably what it is like in the New York City court system? Yeah. Like, not funny. Like, not a comedy. Pretty bad, pretty depressing, but a similar level of like, wow, this is crazy and this is fucked up. <laughs> you know, like people are not well here. <laughs> people aren't well anywhere, but I mean, in New York City, it's it's going to be more congested because there's just so many people crammed into such a small space. There's always like, I mean, like, like there's always some weird shit. I mean, like, I remember I was running to catch a bus once and like I almost ran into a stormtrooper like a literal like Star Wars stormtrooper who was just walking around the street and you're just like okay whatever like you know like I would just keep going you know it's pretty cool it's cool but I like get out of the way man (laughs) so you run into I didn't run into him I missed him I dodged you nearly run into a character from a movie and instead of 
cherishing the magic of the You're moment. You're such a tourist. You don't cherish the magic. If someone's running around dressed like that, you got to be careful because, like, in Times Square, they always had those, like, people dressed up as, like, Elmo, and then they'd be, like, yelling at tourists and trying to, like, shake them down. Like, it's, you know, like, you don't want to get, you don't want to fuck with the characters. Just get out of there. <laughs> See, that's the difference because I'm from New York. I don't want to go to Times Square and I don't want to interact with anybody dressed in some, you know, pop culture thing. I, I know to avoid, avoid, avoid. But you're like, oh, Mr. Stormtrooper, what do you think about Darth Vader? And then it just probably escalates from there. Aren't you curious about what the Stormtrooper would have to say? <laughs> You'd want to get his views. <laughs> because there's some... On the galaxy. Well, there's some evidence in some of the films that perhaps the Stormtroopers don't have a lot of respect for Lord Vader. So aren't you curious about that? You'd be trying to get you'd be trying to like stir some insurrection among the stormtroopers. Get them to like do a like a Praetorian Guard-esque overthrow of Lord Vader in New York City. Or maybe it was later in the timeline, like maybe that stormtrooper was Finn. You could have met Finn. I could have met Finn, damn it. I was too busy trying to get a buzz. Jeez. Yeah, I remember I had to practice when we lived in New York, I had to like beg you to go to Times Square. <sighs> Yeah, I remember it was just a big... A delight. No Magical. Mess. It was, I hate Times Square. It's awful. I think if I went to hell, it would be like Times Square. <laughs> I seem to remember we had a pretty good time. Yeah, because I was with you, and I love you, and you're delightful. But the Times Square was chipping away at even that. <laughs> It's awful. It's just always packed. People are just, ugh. It's, it's just. <sighs> it's packed because people enjoy it. It's packed because, you know, people want to go see the lights, and I get that. It's, I get that. I'm not going to, like, make fun of people for wanting to see that. But George I've seen Ann it. Cohen. I've seen it, so I don't want to see it. Like, I got it. Thank you. And it's just a big, it, everyone's jostling. There's, you know, I like. Some like lady almost shoved me into a snowbank when we were there. It's just, it's just, it's just a mess. How awful that a city has something in it that people want to see and enjoy visiting. Um, there are other things that you can see that are cooler, in my opinion. And it's just, I mean, like Times Square. What's cooler than Times Square? Like literally anything else in New York City. So you can't think of a thing. Lady Liberty, uh, the fucking. Oh, you don't even call it the Statue of Liberty. You're on a more personal basis. It's. The Lady, Lady Liberty. Oh, what, do you want to be disrespectful to the Statue of Liberty? How dare you? It's called the Statue Central of Liberty. Central Park. Lady Liberty. Uh, Jesus. A park. It's just a bunch of trees. Look out your window. See a so tree. You, Imagine a bunch oh of them. God. That's Central Park. So, yeah, you're fucking, you're just, your overrated New York City moment with Central Park, which marks you, sir, as a fucking barbarian. Yeah, you You'd said, rather go to Times Square than Central Park. I need to rethink some things. <laughs> yeah, you said, oh, Central Park is so incredible. It's nice. New Yorkers all You'd rather go jostle and... around a bunch of doofus tourists who are, like, lost and, like, don't know how to walk on the sidewalk. That's what you'd rather spend your I day doing. I could go to a park oh here my in God. Indiana. What that's... park? What park? Ben Harrison. Garfield Park? Ben Not Harrison. too impressive. Ben Harrison is fine. It's a bunch of trees. And, like, it kind Brown of. Brown County State Park? The point of Central Park is not to be like a county park in a rural county in Indiana. It's 
impressive because it's this big oasis in the middle of New York fucking city. The contrast is incredible. But if I'm living in a place where I have easy access to large rural parks, why should I take a trip to New York City and spend even a second of my valuable time there? It's something that I can replicate easily at home. Why not I see something unique? You know what? Say, like Times Square. You know what? You want to replicate Times Square? Just turn on your phone and watch some fucking commercials because that's all it is. It's a bunch of shitty ads that aren't even that creative or impressive anymore on billboards in front of a square and then a bunch of people dressed in character costumes harassing young families. That's Times Square. That's- you want to replicate that? <laughs> That gives you a story you can pull oh home and tell God. your friends and loved ones. <laughs> yeah, about why you're never coming back to New York City. <laughs> so what was the B story? Uh, B story was all about sex. Uh, the prosecutor, Dan, he wants to, uh, he gets into his head that he, well, basically plot things happen and he wants to become a sperm donor. Because he feels that he could donate enough sperm, or rather sell enough sperm that he could buy a a portion a year. Yes. And so he does that and he, uh, but then they tell him his sperm's not good enough and he gets really mad about it. And then uh, he do- they say, well, just don't have sex for two weeks and then come back and try it again. But then they tell him, actually, sorry. On day 13. On day 13, sorry. We looked at another guy's sperm. Your sperm was fine. You didn't have to do this. And he's mad and then he wants to have sex with everybody. You know, and it's like, okay. <laughs> Because that 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 was that was more of a thing back in the when was when was the show on eighties yeah the eighties but eighties to the early nineties I believe you know it, it literally ends up with like all the cast running away from him because they're afraid he's gonna like assault them and it's actually a pretty funny moment but it's one of those moments you're like because you're right he's very horny he doesn't have many options and so one of the women said we better get out of here to be safe yeah and then the judge says guys just to <laughs> just to be safe. And it's like... And so the guys run away, too. It's amusing, but it's also like, yikes. It's chilling. Yeah. It's like... And this man, again, is the, the prosecutor. <laughs> He's supposed to put, like, sexual offenders away. Yeah. Shocking. But no, I mean, it's it's a very lighthearted, fun show. Um, the A plot of this one is basically a little old lady comes in. Everyone thinks she's really cute and adorable. And then she's very, very blandly says oh i you know i shot my husband to death and they're all like huh they gotta figure out why she did it what did you tell us about that kevin (laughs) (laughs) tell us tell us the news (laughs) uh and it turns out that uh the husband had a serious illness had a lot of pain and still killed himself that's sad. And she didn't want people to think he was weak, so she decided to tell people that she killed him. <laughs> Crisscross. Yeah, it was it, like these sto- these stories often have kind of some, you know, kind of like thing where they're trying to make some kind of point, you know, have it be a little bit more than maybe you learned something too, you know. And I know I don't think those always work as well, but this one wasn't offensive like some of the other ones I've seen. So you you told me the other day that you felt that I'm likely to die like Zachary Taylor. <laughs> can, well, you, can you explain to the good people how uh, President Taylor died? So Zachary Taylor, famed uh, famed war hero, 
he was uh he he was a man of savage appetites. He uh I guess one day fixed himself a <laughs> a big bowl of cherries and just wolfs them down, stems and all. I, I don't know if he actually ate the stems, but anyway, he eats he crams his face with cherries and he washes it down with a big cold glass of milk. And then he starts saying, oh, my God, what did I do? His stomach's hurting. And then he died, like, three days later. And there's been some conspiracy theories where, like, did, did like, Southerners kill him? Or, like, you know, like, like, I mean, I don't think anyone takes that too seriously. They did an autopsy on it. Like, they exhumed him, right? Or something? Yeah, within my lifetime. Yeah, they exhumed him in your lifetime. They didn't find any evidence of wrongdoing. But he... Something happened. He ate these cherries. He was just following his passions in life, which were cherries and milk, apparently. And then it it had disastrous consequences. And Kevin kind of has that, you know, id focus when it comes to his food. Like today, he was bragging about how when we go to Canada, he plans to purchase a bunch of the Flintstone calcium enriched not calcium whatever enriched. oh whatever jesus get it right vitamin c yeah extra c extra c flintstones vitamins which i guess they make different in canada in a way that's more suitable to kevin's taste and he's going to buy them and then he's going to bring them back here and then he's going to eat them all in a day and like if that sounds kind of disturbing and bewildering to you yeah welcome to my fucking life <laughs> <laughs> and I started telling him, maybe don't do that. And he, I think he recognizes that he probably has a problem with this. So you think that's how I'm going to die? Yeah, I could see that. So let's say I buy a bunch of Flintstones vitamins, Jesus. eat too many of them, and die. Will you then... Take credit for that? No. Save I'll be like, look at this fucking idiot. Will you did. save me embarrassment? <laughs> no. By publicly claiming to have murdered Kevin, him. I will put you on fucking blast <laughs> if you do that. If you Zachary Taylor out on me, I will put you on blast before the whole world. So what's the most embarrassing way you could die? Well, this isn't, I was just thinking, if you're Zachary Taylor, I'd be William Henry Harrison. I would be like, I don't need a jacket. I don't get cold. Fuck y'all. And then I would die like a month later. Yeah, I, I wouldn't tell people I killed you. I would just say... She, she, this was bound to happen at some point. She was pretty dumb, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, I I think my likely death would be something like I was, like, I went into one of my manias about something and then, like, made bad decisions that led me to be in some sort of accident, I would say. You know, like, I, I went, like, the time I bicycled on the highway. You know, like, shit like that. You know, like, it, it, just, like, a madcaps experience gone wrong so is there any set of circumstances where you would claim to have murdered me to save my post-mortem reputation no nothing at all nope oh come on i i mean what like i what i'm not your pr agent i'm not going <laughs> down for any like i mean you know what i mean like i'm not gonna go to jail for that shit so then you think this woman is just as crazy as a loon she's as crazy as a loon crazy but you know it, it was a sweet i mean it was a little it, i, I got they're trying to do a little sweet story and they don't really have a lot of time to explain what kind of insanity would prompt someone to do this but uh like i could kind of get it if you know like, like you know there might be religious implications about a suicide that you know maybe you want your spouse to be 
you know, put in a certain plot. So then you're trying to fool God? You're trying to fool whatever religion you're part of. But, uh, you know, in this case, it was just it was just a cute little story. I like I like these. They're very relaxing to watch, I think. And I think you said something interesting. You said that in your in your conversations with fellow officers of the court, uh, they they said that this one is sort of like Barney Miller and that it's like silly but kind of realistic. Yeah. What what's the scoop? What's the word on the street about Night Court these days? Well, that uh, <laughs> before it got too cartoony, some of the craziness is similar to what would happen in a big city at night. Because I think this is like roughly it's like from what like six p.m. to like two a.m. or something like that, or maybe eight till four in the morning. So these aren't like the really big dramatic cases. These are just the crazy, insane cases. Right. It's basically like so like. Not all municipalities would have a night court. This would be more like for like a New York City. Yeah, most municipalities probably could get through everything during the day. Yeah, but here they gotta they gotta work overtime, and so they. You wouldn't put your egg talent on the night court. You'd put your uh, you put the mod squad. Did you watch the mod squad? No, I'm talking about like the modified. Like that's what we called the like the worst people, the worst athletes, or the middle school athletes at my high school. It was mod. You did, first you got on modified, then you got on junior varsity for JV, then you got on varsity. So was that like some sort of swipe at Peggy Lipton and the Mod Squad? No, no. It was just. It was just. You know, if there was, if it was a very popular sport, you couldn't field everyone on like a varsity team, so it might have to spill over onto JV or modified. But if it wasn't wasn't a super popular sport, then you might just have one varsity team. So that's what I'm referring to. No no shade at anyone in Mod Squad. I've never seen it in my life. Although it feels like something I should have seen because of who I am. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm dumbfounded. Did you like it? Is it good? I I, it, I know they're undercover cops who look like hippies. Yeah, Peggy Lipton is in it. And isn't there a character named Link? <laughs> like the guy from The Legend of Zelda? It's coming full circle. I think there's a character named Link, and pretty much that's all I know. I never saw it. So, yeah, I'm surprised at you. Uh, wasn't Peggy Lipton also on Twin Peaks? That's probably why I, I was familiar with I don't know. Jesus Christ. So, so what 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 did people find realistic about this show? You said just, just the craziness. The craziness and, and, like, so a real Night Court, like a gritty Night Court reboot would be, like, probably more realistic. Uh yeah, I think I think Night Court's a really cute show. I think it's fun. I enjoy watching it. It's not. It's just like a fun little sitcom. So you're looking forward to the reboot? Well, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. I've been enjoying the the Quantum Leap reboot because I'm ultimately just a simple. I have the taste of like a simple dad. You're a simple country woman. Yeah, I'm just like I want to watch my little Quantum Leap reboot, and <laughs> I'm sure I would enjoy all kinds of. 80s show reboots. Okay, so what 80s show do you want to see rebooted? Well, I guess we got to say the Fall Guy now. Just bring it full no. circle. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm not. I, I think see, the Fall Guy was like a stuntman. So now with the the modern version, be like a, a CGI, CGI artist. artist. <laughs> that would be so boring. Um, I I truly don't really. I I don't know. Uh, what show I'd want rebooted. Most reboots are disappointing. Uh, I watched a little bit of the original Quantum Leap and I enjoyed it, uh, but I, I've, I've definitely enjoyed it. it, it I, I didn't feel so personally attached to it that I'd be offended by a Quantum Leap reboot. And you were so excited about it. It was so adorable. 
And then I got really into it too. So we've been enjoying it. And like, you know, it's kind of like, oh, like, let's go back in history. They had a little cowboy episode. It was fun. It's just fun. You like a fun program. I just like a fun, relaxing program to take my mind off the crushing stress of just, my fucking life. You're just a simple woman. Yes. I want escapist bullshit and have fun. I don't want to be challenged. I don't want to be questioned. No, I'm just kidding. You just want to be spoon fed. Spoon fed. Just exactly. <laughs> I've decided that I love Big Brother. <laughs> no, I I just I sometimes like something more challenging, but there are certain shows that I just like because it's just chill. And so, you know, I definitely check out the the reboot. And that's all. <laughs> uh, what are the 80s shows? You would just love a reboot of Miami Vice. Moonlight it. Didn't they already reboot Miami Vice? Yeah, or they had like a movie, movie or something. What did you say? Moonlighting? If you could get like people with really great chemistry, sure. You know? But honestly, I tend to think maybe just do something new. Probably too many reboots out there already. So. Heart to heart? <laughs> yes. <laughs> obviously got to redo heart to heart. Why not just do like a kind of something that's kind of like heart to heart, kind of like the thin man, but like modern and different characters. So basically just rip it off and call it something new. Is it like you can do other shows about like a couple that's, you know, in love and solves mysteries. I mean like Remington steel. You don't have to rip it off. You could just have it be like some, a glamorous couple. Or whatever that means, whatever glamour means in our era, like is very into each other, and like to solve certain types of mysteries together. That's not a rip off of the Thin Man. If you're having them in the '30s drinking gin and you know whatever, like that, that's a rip off of the Thin Man. But you can, you can. But if you said in the modern era, it's a rip off of Heart to Heart. <sighs> <laughs> this man. I'd say that to paraphrase the other 80s show, Night Heat, you can't have too much court in the night. <laughs> Don't give me that look. Thanks for listening this week. I'd like to give a special thanks to Kevin T. Greenley, who's no relation to me. He's the guy that composed the great music for this podcast, and you can find him on the web at kevintg.com. You can follow us on Twitter at mystery to me. That's mystery underscore to underscore me underscore. And at mystery to me podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can always send us recommendations and feedback of any kind at mystery to me podcast at gmail.com. We're not teens setting up Hotmail accounts in the early 2000s, so all of those spell out two as T-O. Thanks, Thanks so, so much, much for, for listening. listening.